Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the last off-topic of 2021. Dear God, it has been one hell of a year, hasn't it, Billy? It is, isn't it? It's the last one of 2021. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it, it sure is. We've had a hell of a year. Uh, you know, COVID is still a pain in the ass, and we've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs for everybody. I think everybody's had a lot of uh, traumatic events in their lives throughout the year, and some good things happening, too, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird feeling closing this year out with an off-topic. Actually, it it feels kind of awesome. It's been an eventful one for sure. Yeah, I don't know that eventful is the word I'd use. Uh, that's yeah. being nice. That's that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, eventful would have been. Oh well, a couple of things happened. Now this year has been a bitch. <laughs> have you had? Did you have a good Christmas at least? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't get a lot for Christmas, but then again, I don't expect a lot for Christmas for me. You know, to me, it's more about the wife and the baby and my family, you know, them getting stuff. So I don't expect a lot from me. Man, my kid got a haul, though. Oh, I bet she made out like a bandit this year. She got a Chromebook for Christmas. A Chromebook? Wow. My three-year-old toddler got a Chromebook for Christmas from her <laughs> grandparents. That is awesome. So yeah, thanks, Darren and Gina, because now she's not going to be on Mommy's laptop that I got her for Christmas to do her homework. Man, and the wife got a laptop, too. Yep, I got the wife a new laptop. She's been needing one for a while, and I just kind of looked at it like, you know what, it's Christmas. It's the first time I'm able to get her a gift like that. I'm going to make sure she at least gets a decent one. So I got her a, I think it was a Lenovo or something like that. But it, it's something that'll suit her needs. My you know? Lenovo kicked ass. I had that thing for like six years, man. Never took a dump on me. Right? I mean, I've, I've had my, uh, my MacBook Pro for... Good Lord, 12, 13 years. And it just now got to the point that I had to replace it. So, you know, it took that laptop 13 years to pretty much stop being feasible. I mean, it still works, but I just don't use it as much anymore because it's slow as shit now. <laughs> yeah, I, oh man, this desktop that I got is the, ugh, is the tits. I'm really glad that I splurged and got and spent like way too much money on a desktop PC because, you know, I needed it for all this shit and the music and all that stuff. And it was, it met the system requirements for Windows 11 for when it came out. But the cool side effect of getting this computer is, I know mean, we spent a lot of money, but I needed something good, you know, and Cassie was cool with that. But the cool side effect is this thing runs video games like a beast. So I guess I'm part of the master race again. Uh, speaking of that, I guess I kind of joined the master race a little bit. I've never been a PC gamer very much, but, uh, the replacement for my MacBook pro and I keep in mind, it's like an older one, but, uh, my newer laptop is an alienware. <laughs> ah. So I went from a MacBook that I just stored my pictures and shit on and, you know, my music and whatnot to an alienware that can run most decent games. So, you know, I've, I've got my Steam account on there. I play Plague Inc. and uh, a couple of other games on there. He's got the Steam box. Yes, I've got the Steam box with the alien on the back. Alienware's always been good. Yeah, well, they're that, made by Dell now, right? I believe so, yeah. I mean, it, it's a great computer. Dude, you got a Dell. And it runs fast as hell. Like, I start that computer up, and in less than a minute, it's up and ready for me to, like, put my password in and everything. Doesn't that freak you out? Like It does. Coming it's, from the older days of, you know... Coming from the days of dial-up and, like, it taking 20 minutes for your computer just to turn on so you can log into your profile. Yeah, and then this one starts up in, like, seconds. Yeah. And the how fast it does things, like, poor... Like videos and, you know, stuff like that. It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, load times are, like, freaky fast now. You know what I got, Cassie? 
Oh, do I want to know? No. It, oh, oh, you do. It's hanging on the closet right behind you. I got her a DSLR camera. Oh, this, dude. Uh, this is the, the most expensive thing I ever bought anybody for Christmas. It got, and I love rubbing that in, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Billy. It has two lenses. It has uh, three filters, battery charger, extra battery, SD cards, fucking. It has a telephoto. It's, it's got all kinds of shit in it and a backpack and everything. She's, She's like, got a better camera than me. <laughs> It's amazing this camera that she got. Uh, this sucker was expensive, and, and she's been taking a lot of pictures. I'm glad to hear. It. I'm glad I was able the... to inspire her to the point that she wants to do that. Because that, and that was something I thought about actually on the way over here today. Was you know it's been a hell of a year, and there's been a lot of bad things, but there's also been a lot of good things. Like this year is when Cassie saw my photography, and was like. I love this. I want to try this. And now look at the camera she's got. Look at the pictures that she's able to take now. Like I did something good for somebody. I inspired somebody and that was not something I expected to do. So that's a good thing that came out of this year was inspiring someone to delve into the creative side of themselves. And what's amazing is, um, you know, Cassie's really wanting to go to school with it too. Like really educate herself on how to use aperture and f-stop and shutter speed and all that stuff. It comes, it has an external flash. Like, you know how you could like bounce light and shit with an external flash. Like she's going to learn all that stuff. And see, that's great that she's learning all of that because that will help her get as as a photographer, more diverse with the kind of pictures and the kind of things she can do with it. So I'm excited to see what she comes up with. Like I'm amateur as fuck. Like I I will never be professional because one, I'll never be able to afford the damn equipment. But two, you know, I'm just, Did you know that there's a professional photographer that insists on using a point and click, just like camera that you get at uh, Walmart and shit. Now that is badass. He actually works. No shit. I forget his name. He works. He works, works with for, those. He works with those POS Kodaks. Yeah, actually, he does. That and he, is he works for Sports Illustrated. He's such a good photographer that he says, if I can't take a picture that could end up in a magazine with one of these, then I'm worth nothing as a photographer. He took that shit to the extreme, and he's good. Wow, I'm gonna have to look into him. Like that. That is that is something that could be really inspirational for me. So I'm gonna have to look into him. Uh, Salvador Dali. When he experimented with photography, he did the same thing. He said, if I can't take photos... With, like, the lowest-grade camera. With the lowest-grade, you know, piece-of-shit camera. See, that's what started me out was, like, in high school... But then again, that's Salvador Dali, so take that with a grain or two. Well, I mean, you know, in (laughs) high school, you know, when we would, like, take field trips and shit, you know, you'd get those disposable cameras with the film and whatnot. And I would always take a lot of pictures on field trips. And I would take them to Walmart and, you know, wait a week and a half or some shit to get them developed or whatever. You know, back in the day when we didn't have instant develop. I miss film. Do you know why I miss film? Uh, Because it's better. Resolution did not matter. Yeah, resolution didn't matter with film. You could do anything with film. You could blow it up. You could shrink it. uh, Megapixel, all that shit didn't matter. Yeah, none of that mattered back then. You have a photographic negative. You can make it the size of a wall and it'll still look amazing. Yep, and that's something that we're sorely missing, I think, these days. We're getting there. With the digital photos. I mean, yeah, the digital photos look great. At their normal size, but if you want that picture blown up, it looks god awful. This unless damn you camera do a lot that I got, Cassie, you know what the fucking picture resolution on that thing is? Do I want to know? It's like three times the size of this monitor. These things are taking photos at like eight thousand by like ten thousand. It's fucking that nuts, is, oh, dude. That's awesome. It's crazy. I mean, that's a hell of an investment, though. I mean, that's not just a purchase. Like a lot of people see that as you would buy a camera, and that's just a purchase. That is a fucking investment. I think because so. that that's an investment in someone's future. Even if even if Cassie doesn't go all the way with it, like if she just decides, eh, I don't want to be professional, I just want to stay a hobbyist, that will still go so far for her, even as a hobbyist, to have that education, to have that camera, 
even if she's not taking those pictures for anybody else, just for herself, if she's taking them just for her, just for you, you know, whatever, that's still going to be one hell of an investment, not just, you know, oh, well, I bought this because we could. It, yeah. It's an investment. Yeah, in it wasn't future. that. It was the reason why I bought her DSLR cameras because – yeah, like you know, like that photographer. If you're good enough, you can take decent photos with anything. But right. if you have options like different lenses or shutter speeds or filters or whatever, if you have more of that available to you, it makes your it makes your uh, your ability more diverse. Like you're able to take so much more with so with so yeah. many more options. And I think it's cool that professional photographers are getting into that niche where they take photos with cheap cameras, but. I think they they're still limiting themselves because they, they don't have control. Yeah, they don't have as much control. It's not all over about their... gear, but damn. Yeah, I mean it's not all about gear, but you have to have some control over your craft, or you know the craft is gonna hit you before you hit it. It's like me being a painter. If I say, okay, from now on, I'm only gonna buy craft paint, and I'm only gonna paint with one just really crappy, cheap synthetic brush. Like why? What's the point? Yeah, wh why do it if if you want to actually make an investment in the if painting? If you can afford it. You have to There are homeless put guys in New York in that it. paint with ketchup and mustard and they're amazing. Oh yeah, dude, I've seen some of that wild shit. It's amazing. Now that homeless I mean, there there are homeless people that, you know, they play music with a 5-gallon bucket and a pot and pan. What you know, city they, was it that installed a bunch of old pianos like on oh, the street corners, you oh, know? I, I don't know. There are homeless people that jam on these pianos that these like uh, uh, talent scouts and shit are, have been picking up because, uh, you know... It's yeah, just, because they're musical geniuses and they just they don't have anywhere to go. It's crazy. It, I mean, it's... Dude, it's, it's starting to get to where it's a brand new world out there. And sometimes I like where humanity is headed. Sometimes. That's a very small margin of percent when I'm happy with it. Sometimes I just look at humanity and go, why? Why haven't you just hit this planet with a rock yet? <laughs> What was your thought when No Disclosure joined TikTok? <laughs> your initial... You you want my exact words? Yes. Oh my fucking God, we joined the devil. <laughs> we joined the reason we have material. Yeah. yeah. You know what, though? TikTok has been really good. It has been. Um, however, Alexa has not been so good. Uh, do you, uh, I, I don't know if you were going to break this out on No Disclosure or not, but I caught an article... This morning at like three o'clock in the morning, because I woke up and couldn't sleep because, you know, I suck. Um, an Alexa told a 10 year old girl to plug her phone charger in halfway and touch a penny to it. What? It sure the fuck did. Holy shit. And the family immediately contacted Amazon. And apparently Amazon is fixing this problem now. I got to look this up. But yeah, uh, apparently an Alexa told a little girl to do the penny challenge that has shown up on TikTok and Whoa. told her to plug in her phone charger and then touch a penny to the prongs. I'm looking at it right now. CNN, Amazon's Alexa. We <laughs> we don't do this on Off Topic, but this is interesting. Amazon's Alexa has been developed over the... Okay, we know what fucking Alexa is. Um, Everybody knows the CIA's watchdog in your house. Libido shared an image of Alexa's response after her child asked the device for a challenge. Here's something I found on the web. It said, according to ourcommunitynow.com, the challenge is simple. Plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. Holy shit. Good job, Alexa. Did she survive? Is she alive? Uh, she didn't do it. The child, the, the child screams, no, Alexa, no. Wow. So, yeah, um... Good job, Amazon. Smart kid. Yeah, smart kid. Thank God. Raised right. 
Yes, thank God that kid was smart enough to know better, because otherwise that family would have been suing the shit out of Amazon. Oh, yeah. I would sue him anyway. Fuck it. But uh, apparently they contacted Amazon, and they are... Good Lord, that was a good one. Amazon is apparently fixing the problem now. Um, but it was a, a TikTok, quote-unquote, viral trend, apparently, that Alexa had picked up on. And I was like, are you shitting me? TikTok is trying to kill people now. Did you hear about the um, the blackout challenge on TikTok? I mean, they would run blackout challenges long before TikTok was a thing. True, but, but you know, it's that one where you fucking choke where, where yourself. Someone, where someone chokes you out. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, like, why? There were kids doing that shit when I was in high school, so I'm, I'm not surprised that that's still a thing. I never did that. When someone um, presented me with a, things like, I'm not going to choke myself, or I'm not going to jump off this, or I'm not going to this or that. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I always had that the, in my the head. The ability for peer pressure to cause people to do stupid things is so astounding. Is it because I'm a sociopath or what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm practically a psychopath and I never fell into that stupid shit either. So maybe it just takes somebody with a fucked up brain to be normal, I guess. Oh my God. Look at that photo of young Jamie Lee Curtis. Jesus Damn. Christ. She was actually pretty stacked back in the day. Wow. wow. Look at that. No wonder Jeez. Michael was after her. <laughs> I can't blame the man. Yeah, I uh, sorry, I saw Jamie Lee Curtis back in like 1982 and got a little distracted. Right after Halloween. Man, she butted, didn't she? Damn. <laughs> That's Jamie Lee Curtis. Woo. Like, but yeah, TikTok's been good for No Disclosure, dude. The community's been really nice to us. Right. Um, we have, we just started, so we have 132 followers, but that's in like a couple of weeks Right, and that's not bad so far. Yeah, we post I mean, clips you know, on there. It's We're, growing, so that's a good thing. This clip got like over two thousand hits. This one got fifteen hundred. I mean, it's just a. I mean that that's a hell of a lot better than some of our YouTube hits, which kind of bothers me sometimes because I wish the YouTube would have done so much better. But YouTube is a as bad as it is to say it. YouTube is a dying platform. I do these duets with this guy. That has Down syndrome. See this cat? Oh, yes. I watched that. The one where he did uh, Disturbed, yeah. Down the Sickness. He does these metal covers, and I like to duet with him because he has uh, Down syndrome, like, pretty bad. So he just, you know, lip syncs, and it's it's like, it's the <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. It's the most adorable awesome, thing. You have D- your- dude's awesome. And the fact that you're able to duet with him and do the, you know, give him confidence and, like, and cheer him on, that is something that I think TikTok is good for. Like, I, I like it for that. But then we get dumb shit happen. Like, you know, like this stupid challenge and other stupid shit that happens on, on TikTok. Like the girl gluing her hair to her head. That was... That there was have a, been more people doing that, too. That was one of my favorite articles I ever read. I was like, uh, thank you, stupidity. What, what was it? The unholy trinity of no disclosure? It was Bill Cosby, TikTok... And R. Kelly. And R. Kelly. Yeah, what what you dubbed the unholy trinity. Yeah, the unholy trinity of no disclosure. Because no we, we kept getting something to do with them for the longest time. And TikTok is still there. Uh, R. Kelly, not so much. <laughs> R. Kelly, not so much. Bill uh, Cosby is. Bill Cosby's out of prison, so yeah. he, he's been keeping his nose clean, probably because his agent told him to. What, did he get acquitted? Uh, I don't know if it was acquitted so much as, like, time served, and then they let him out for... Apparently, they had tried him before and made oh, a deal. Oh, it was some red tape like, thing. Some sort it? of red tape bullshit they were able to get. I mean, it's not like he could do shit now to anybody anyway, but... You know, they they let him out. I mean, he stayed in prison for a while, though, so... You know what sucks about that? I saw Bill Cosby live back in 2003, and now, when I, like... I still have the ticket stub, and when I show it to people now, they're like... God, you went and saw Bill Cosby? I did. I saw him live. 
But, you know... And he was great. You know, I look at shit like that, and it's kind of like this year has been... But now I tell people, hey, I saw a uh, convicted serial rapist live. Well, I mean, a lot of people could say that. I mean, how many people have seen Marilyn Manson live? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't been convicted yet. Well, not not yet. Innocent until proven Marilyn Manson. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of like this year has been, you know? It's like, look at the legacy the person left behind versus the person they are behind closed doors. Like, you can look at all sorts of celebrities and go, they were absolutely iconic in history. Like, Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, all these different guys, like, they were iconic actors. But you find out Charlie Sheen was also possibly diddling kids back in the 80s. Like, you Corey know, Feldman. Corey what, Feldman. Yeah, and, pointed him out, man. Uh, you know, the Corys both were abused very badly on the set of The Lost Boys and talked about how they were abused on set and then by other people after that. Corey Feldman said pedophilia in Hollywood is an epidemic. It I is mean, an it's epidemic. It is, it is rampant everywhere. And uh, speaking of that, um, some of those clients in Hollywood are probably going to start getting fucking subpoenaed because Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty on five out of six counts yesterday. Oh, really? They found her guilty on five of six counts of trafficking. Holy cow. I so, didn't follow uh, that. A lot of Epstein's uh, customers and logs and shit were used as evidence in her case. And now that she's been, you know given the conviction, I'm pretty sure some of those customers are going to start getting phone calls from the FBI. I was going to say, other, like, other when people. is this customer list going to come out? Because you know that there's going to be a lot of surprises on that list. Oh, two of my favorites have already been revealed, and yet I haven't seen a single arrest. But, uh, yeah. Wasn't um, Kevin Spacey on there? Bill Clinton is one of them, which is not all that surprising, to be perfectly honest, because Epstein made visits to the White House while Clinton was in office on two or three separate occasions. And then uh, Donald Trump is on that list. Not surprising, again. Really? They they were friends in the 2000s. Uh, and then when Epstein got popped back now, then... Uh, now, are we just saying him, him and are on Trump the list? got like into this, it. Has the list actually... Come? It was used in open court as evidence. So, we, the, so uh, I can the, look the, this the up. The flight logs were used. So I can look this up. I'm not sure how much they made public, but I know that the, uh, the pilot... That was uh, the, and how do you know who was on the list for his fucking plane? Even said that he saw Donald Trump on the plane and Clinton. So the pilot even vouched on some of it. Well, they were on the plane. Doesn't mean he's on the cus- They're cu- on the customer list. Well, maybe not on the customer list. But when you're on his private plane to his private island, that you know that looks bad. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks awfully. Uh, uh, Black damning. Book of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, let's see, includes presidents Donald Trump and Bill Clinton. Well, wait a minute. Uh. The Black Book, that's from NBC. Ah, I don't know, man. The Lolita I, Express plane. That's what they called it? That's, yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's, that's what the plane was called, yes. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, supposedly on the list, okay, I stress that, listener, supposedly. Right, supposedly. We're not 100% on all of these, but this is what people are reporting. It says Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey, and more. Prince Andrew. None um, of these are surprising so far. Chris Tucker. That's a little surprising. That bothers me. Um, John Glenn. I don't know who that is. Astronaut John Glenn? Like the John Glenn? Is that who they're saying that I is? I think so. Uh, let me check. Um, yeah, that John Glenn. <laughs> well. Flew on uh, Epstein's private jet in 1996. Well then. Wow. 
I don't know. I mean, they might not be on the on the customer list, but but they flew on his plane, which is damning just just to look at it, knowing what Epstein himself was convicted. And of. I confirmed on here, this is the plane that's called the Lolita Express. This doesn't look good, man. That's a fucking bad name. Oh, that's that makes me ill. That's I mean, sickening. Like, I mean, name wise, it rolls off the tongue, but Jesus H Christ, the oh, meaning behind that's it. That's awful. That, that that makes me feel physically ill. Like someone. That's disgusting. That will, it, it is, and that and that right there has been part of our fucking 2021. Is shit like that? Uh, you know, people still trying to deal with child trafficking being a problem, and you know what the before the election was over. Everybody had that shit trending on everything. Hashtag save the children. And they were trying to root out pedophilia everywhere. And then after the election was over, it was like, oh, no, no, we're just going to tone that back up to the point that Facebook, if you put hashtag save the children on Facebook in a post, it fucking redirects you to something instead of it allowing you to like make a post with it. Like it redirected people's posts there for a minute. Really? Yeah. I tried it one day and it actually redirected me. Where did it redirect you to? It redirected me to something like, uh, like reaching out to, uh, people to let them know about trafficking, but it would not let me make a post. I was like, this is horse shit. That's kind of weird. I mean, it's good that they redirected you to a reporting agency, but they weren't letting people actually post the hashtag on the, on the, uh, platform, which was really, really strange. That's weird. Like that, that bothered me a little bit that it was, uh, instead of allowing people to put the hashtag on there, it was actually redirecting things. And I was like, that's disturbing just a little bit. You know, why would you, why would you redirect that if people are trying to spread awareness instead of just, oh, well, you're just going to go here now. It's like open up another tab. So you still have your damn post, but you could report it as well. well I, I always copied my post before I would post it. Oh, when, whenever I post anything it, on then Facebook? The, and then if the hashtag redirected me instead of posting it, I just removed the damn hashtag off of it. Yeah, when I post anything on Facebook now, I, I copy it. Yeah, I've gotten to where I back a lot of my shit up now. Because, you know, shit mysteriously disappears off my stuff. Even but, uh, Instagram now is going wacky. See, I never got into Instagram. That was one of the few platforms, like, social media-wise. I did MySpace back when that was a thing, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. <clears throat> MySpace was cool. Oh, dude, I loved MySpace. <laughs> My first and, friend. Uh, I miss you, Tom. I miss you, Tom. Tom, <laughs> Tom was bae. <laughs> Tom was bae. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope that trends. I, I miss... Uh, yeah, hashtag this episode if you share it. Hashtag Tom is bae. Yes, please do. Please. I'm going to do God. it myself. Tom is bae. And, uh, dude, I remember my I remember my MySpace profile. I had Final Fantasy VII stuff decked out on it because it was right after Advent Children had come out. You know what I think MySpace fucked up, though? Is that everybody was allowed to design their own homepage, right? Yep. These computers were slower back in the day, yeah, so you had all were. these people with, like, 700 GIFs on their page, and it yep. would, like, crash your, your computer. Your shit would crash the moment someone opened it. They should have regulated that. It is so much that. better for, like, today, and now no one fucking uses it. I think MySpace today would work. It's still a thing. Like, it's still there. Just nobody fucking uses it. Well, I can't... Uh, yeah, I, I went on recently. Let me double a check A long-ass time ago, I still remembered my password to mine. Uh, but I, I have go. since forgotten MySpace. that shit, because the only thing I use is Facebook. Yeah, so MySpace looks a lot more like... Uh, it's more like music sharing and shit now, I think. Can I log in to my old account? Uh, um, it, I was able to the last time I got onto it. Oh, that would be cool. 
uh, app not set up. I don't even know if uh, I don't even think that email address is still active anymore. Right. I wonder if I can Google it. Let's go to Billy Shoemate MySpace. Was my MySpace profile still set up? <laughs> I very well could be, dude. It's probably existing still somewhere these days. But um, yeah, it's I don't see it anymore. But yeah, uh, I think MySpace would have actually been better for this time period because of what you could do with it back then. The customization was just ridiculous. And people would be able to do so much more with it now. But, you know, it's it's looked at like, oh, that's a thing of the past. Nobody cares about that anymore. So, you know, I'm surprised Facebook is still a thing anymore now. Yeah, I, Facebook is, it, it's kind of funny because uh, the, just the way that, like when I talk to younger people, like on TikTok and stuff, that's mostly the way I joined to get that demographic, you know? Right. And they're like, uh, nobody asks. Nobody. Do you have a Facebook group? Do you have Facebook? Nobody asks. Well, no, because almost uh, almost nothing but 30-year-olds plus is on Facebook. And that's the, that's the general consensus is that everybody on TikTok, TikTok even when I mention it, it's like, oh, man, you need to go here. Facebook is for old people. You know? Oh, yeah. But then I, you know, I say, uh, you know, uh, that's why I'm here, too, is because we have to expose ourselves to every demographic we can. And uh, me personally, I wouldn't have a TikTok account, but I need to go on there and make friends and visit people's lives and comment on stuff and really be a part of that community. Right. It's kind of like politicking a little bit. Like, it's kind of like being a politician. I feel like Steve Buscemi going like, hey there, young dudes. Hey there, young fellows, my fellow brethren. How do how does it go? That's how. That's what I feel like when I'm on there. Well, at least you ain't got the uh, the whole Flavor Flav chain and shit on you. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. I miss uh, I miss Flavor Flav. He's a weird dude. The fact that that man is still alive after the amount of drugs he's taken over the years is mind boggling. It's that uh, it's that giant clock he wears. It's it's not actually a clock. No, it's... no, that's his phylactery. I'm pretty concerned. I'm pretty con- phylactery. I- I'm convinced he's a lich, <laughs> and that fucking clock is what's holding his immortal soul in it. That fucking husk that we see, that's just dead meat. That's just fucking phylactery. <laughs> it's, it's keeping the husk uh, alive. It's keeping the husk going. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that, and, uh, that and his cult of hoes. The cult of hoes, yeah. I want to play as Flavor Flav in the, my next D&D session. Have Flavor Flav be your main, your big bad, I your am big Flavor bad Flav. guy. I run the cult of... I run the cult of bitches hoes. and hoes. I run the cult of bitches and hoes. All my hoes can use their... All, all, all of his minions are big-tittied, thick-thighed, blondes, brunettes, and redheads, scantily clad, and they're all casting fucking spells and at you. And if you, you fuck with me, warlocks. I'm going to summon... I'm going to summon Chuck D. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck D's going to show up and beat that ass with his space eels. And if you piss him off bad enough, he's going to summon his paladin, Vanilla Ice. It's, and once Vanilla Ice comes out, it's game over, boy. Oh, yeah. He's going to ice ice Because baby. Vanilla Ice, he has a lesser summon. He could summon uh, four anthropomorphic turtles. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> you know what? Um, you know what? Speaking Fuck of, everybody. That song was good. It was okay. Go Ninja, of, Go Ninja, Go was my shit growing up. Speaking of uh, Robbie Van Winkle, Vanilla Ice, 
You've heard, I, I, I don't know if you have or not, but... Um, dude, he was a bouncer for a while. People after saying that he's like the nicest down-to-earth dude. My cousin, Summer, she uh, worked at a Halloween shop in San Diego. Right. And, you know, just for the season or whatever. And fucking Robbie Van Winkle comes in. and uh, she said, I, I guess back in the day, if you said Vanilla Ice, he would get all but hurt. But lately he's accepted it, you know, and he's cool about it. But she said that Robbie Van Winkle was like the nicest dude. He would take pictures with everybody. He bought the staff stuff. Yeah, he, was, he seems to be like genuinely chill. Yeah. I, I don't know if how he was back in the day or what his reputation is. But my cousin Summer said uh, Robbie Van Winkle was like the nicest dude. And see, you don't see that a lot with celebrities sometimes. Like, a lot of times they're just, like, dicks. But apparently, yeah, he's, like, a really cool dude. Which which is great, because, I mean, I always kind of figured as a kid, any dude that dances on stage with the Ninja Turtles can't be all bad. Yeah, right? Even I, if he I was, was back a, in the day, he's, he's Man, I was out. a Ninja Turtle nerd when I was a kid. I mean, I still am. I'm There's, not going to lie. Whenever I think of the Ninja Turtles or Vanilla Ice or Ninja Turtles 2 or any of the movies, <laughs> I flash back to this moment. And my memory, yeah, I'm getting older, but... I could come down with full-blown fucking Alzheimer's, and this memory sticks out so clear. Yeah. You would have thought it happened yesterday. My brother, in the middle of the aisle, Ninja Turtles 2, the night it premiered, in his parachute MC Hammer pants. Oh, my God. Dancing to Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Hell, yeah. That was, that memory is the 90s for me. That, that is amazing. My brother, with his curly hair and parachute pants, dancing to Vanilla Ice in the middle of the theater. Hell yes. It was awesome. He just gets up and starts fucking cutting loose. I mean, it was a good song. I it mean, was a good... You know, he made a sequel to that. Did he? He did. He I made need, a Ninja to, Rap too. Don't, I need to find this. Don't listen to it. I need to find this. Don't do it. I'm obsessed with Ninja Turtles. I have to. I have to do it. <laughs> he did. He made a Ninja Rap 2. Um, that I, is awesome. I don't remember when he released it. Let me do some research. Oh, that, that is here. awesome. Well, like I, I'm part of a a fan page on Facebook. It's like you know for Ninja Turtle shit from like 80s and onward, and people are posting like pictures of their collection of their action figures and their T-shirts. Believe and it or not, stuff. Ninja Rap Two was released in 2005. Good lord! Yes. Just uh, so that's what like <laughs> 13 years after the original song. Yeah, give or take. I'll pull it up for you if you want to hear it. Oh, my God. Nah, I mean, do, do we too. do we want to get sued? Uh, Ain't no, and nobody's going to, like, come at us with a lawsuit for playing a clip of this. I don't right? know. Let's see how cool you are, Robbie. <laughs> what the absolute fuck, Robbie? It's, it's very crunky. Yeah, not not my style. <laughs> he he should have stuck with Vanilla Ice, not Vanilla Drunk. Well, I hear that uh, Vanilla Ice used to really piss him off, but now he's uh, kind of embraced it. He released I mean, it as Vanilla Ice. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's just like Mark Wahlberg. If someone you know walks up and goes, "Oh my God, it's Marky Mark." It's Marky Mark. Look, like, guys, it's Marky Mark. Like he gets pissed, man. He's like, "No, my name is fucking Mark Wahlberg." I'm not Marky Mark. I haven't been Marky Mark for over 20 fucking years. Well, Marky, you shouldn't have called yourself Marky Mark if you don't want people to refer you as that. Don't say that you're a thing and then get pissed. Right? Don't get, don't get mad it. at people when, you know, the name you gave yourself is something someone calls you 20 years down the line as a fan. Yeah. When I first started this show, my name was, my name was Dick Longshot. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
I, call, <laughs> I called myself, uh, I gave myself a German name, Holland McGroin. <laughs> so whenever people come up to me and they say, hey, Holland McGroin, I say, damn right. <laughs> Holden the Longschlong, what? Holden the Longschlong. Donald's nickname was Amanda Hug and Kiss. That's and right, baby. What's <laughs> up? No Seymour Butts or IP Freely's here. We're classy. Or my or uh, Mike Hunts. Mike Hunts, yeah. <laughs> Is Mike Hunt here? Do you want to see Mike Hunt? <laughs> <laughs> I like Holland McGroin. Does anybody know Holland McGroin? Oh, nobody wants to. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh. Hey, you know what else I got for Christmas? Well, I mean, you still have your sense of humor, so, I mean, that's still there. Well, I got to, or else I'd go fucking insane. Right. I, I just have to, man. I, I see a screaming Patrick on the shelf. You like it? That, that, I got I got that for Christmas. It looks horrified. <laughs> and it's staring directly at your bed, so I understand why it's horrified. I got Cassie a bunch of those wall shelves, and that's a Christmas thing. Hell yeah. But uh, I got to show you this. this the is... fact that he is under Squidward's painting, though, that's just Oh, you got to put it under Bold and Brash. Yeah, Bold and Brash, just above Terrified Patrick. Skibbity bay. Okay, Cassie got me that for Christmas. Binoculars? Celestron. Okay, let me tell you. This. Are those are those the ones you can fucking see like stars and shit with? Yes, I I wanted to get into amateur astronomy, and I found out that they make you know because I was like uh, I wanted to get an amateur amateur astronomy, but I was like we don't have a space for a telescope. I can't really do that. Right, telescopes are a pain in the ass. <sighs> I used to have one. So I didn't know this, but they make but I mean, I'm stupid. I don't know. There's probably people out they there make rolling their eyes, but they make binoculars stars with for. Astronomy. They're called Celestron binoculars. That is fucking awesome. And there's actually amateur astronomers that prefer to use these because your field of vision is like three times that of a fucking telescope. Well, yeah, I mean, with a telescope, you're looking with one fucking eye. I mean, with those, you're looking with both. So. These, this picture does not do it justice. They're in the closet right now. These motherfuckers are huge. Well, I imagine so. I mean, they would have to be. They're massive. These are the biggest binoculars so I've ever seen. So that's got to be cool as shit, though. You can look at the moon and actually see detail in that son of a bitch. You can. And uh, people, uh, no shit, are seeing Andromeda with these damn things. That is awesome. You can see fucking Andromeda, dude. It's nuts. And no, our dear listeners, he's not talking about Andromeda, the sci-fi TV show. He's talking about Andromeda. You know, actual Andromeda. <laughs> it's crazy. That chick that lives across the apartment there, the one that she uh, bent over one day and she was wearing these red lacy panties and stuff, I said, <laughs> Cassie, I wanted to get into amateur astronomy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. I, I really do. And it's amazing. The The moon looks like you could just reach out and touch them. Oh, it's fucking, oh, you got to see these things, man. It, after the show, I'll show you. They're insane. Yeah, that, that's They that's make binoculars awesome. for astronomy. So you're making you're making me feel kind of weird because like my big Christmas present was like so cheap, so cheap and so stupid. Yeah, you. But you want to? Okay. I kid you not, Billy. My two big Christmas presents from my wife were a Toka popcorn figure. Cool. So you know Toka from Turtles Two. Yeah, I know that. The popcorn of it. And then my second biggest gift for Christmas was from my little girl uh. and my wife. And it was a DVD of Son-in-Law. Cool. <laughs> because I'll admit it, live on Off Topic, I like Polly Shore. I have loved his fucking movies since I was a kid. And that was the one fucking movie I didn't own on DVD that I wanted to have just immediately at reach. Like I have In the Army now. I liked everything up to Polly Shore is Dead. 
I which seen I that. guess is Thank his God. home film career, isn't it? <laughs> He's okay. trying to bring it back. He's so trying to, he's of, working on it. So uh, speaking of all these expensive things and cool shit that every, you know, I got for Christmas and bought and all that stuff, you want to see what my one of my favorite things is? Please tell me it's a pair of socks. Uh, it is a pair of socks. Look at it. Dude. I got, I got these for Christmas. Retro Game Boy socks. Game Boy socks. How fucking rad see, is that? I got a pair of Godzilla socks. It's Godzilla fighting space Godzilla <laughs> on the socks. No, those were uh, one of my other Christmas presents. I was like, fuck yeah, Godzilla. And do you know they make fucking Mecha Godzilla Cherry Cola Soda? They do? Yes, they sell it at FYE. Is that Beavis and Butthead socks. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm the great corner. Holy Okay, so they make what? It's Mecha Godzilla Cherry Flavored Soda. Dude, what? where is this from? FYE in the mall. F-Y-E? Yeah. Oh. That's where she got the socks, too. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that, like, my Christmas wasn't anything huge. Like, matter of fact, the shirt I wore today is actually a Christmas present. It's all, it's all Which, about uh, the family. Adulting. One star. Would not recommend. I love that. I like your shirt. It's awesome. Yeah, that, that's a Christmas present. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I told him, I want clothes. Like, give me clothes. Socks. That's a thing. Uh, you know, whatever. I tell people to get me Axe body wash, like the the gift pack of Axe, like the two in one shampoo and conditioner, Axe body the, wash the body wash, and the deodorant. Fucking good, dude. I I request this shit for Christmas. They're like, why do you want body wash? Why don't you ask for something else? I'm like, because if you give me body wash, I don't have to shop for the rest of the year. I know the Axe body wash lasts a thousand years. It oh, yeah. smells amazing. And like, if you have the shampoo and conditioner and the body wash and the deodorant. You're for sure gonna smell like whatever fucking flavor of X you like for the day. Like it, it's just you're not gonna not smell like it if you use all three in conjunction with one another. Like you will smell like early two thousands try guy. <laughs> You'll smell like an over desperate college kid. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. I miss those days. I miss them as well. I was less miserable sometimes those days. <laughs> But yeah, uh, dude, uh, th- this year has been a lot. Um, like, beginning of the year, I lost my cousin. He was uh, found dead on the uh, side of the road off of an exit. Was it murder? Yeah, um, they're pretty sure it was foul play. They're pretty sure it's homicide, but we haven't really heard a lot aside from they're still investigating like, I don't know that charges have been brought up or anything on anybody yet. So just some random thing? But uh, uh, they're thinking it might have been a roommate or something. Like, somebody close to him that knew him that did it. Most of the time, people kill goes. people that they are affiliated with. Um, but yeah, uh, like, January of this year, he died. And then July, we lost my grandmother. I mean, she was, she was old, you know. It was her time to go. And then... My dog died through a freak accident. That's an understatement. That That's really weird. Like, she ran at the end of her lead so hard she broke her own neck. That just, I, that's and crazy. And I, I still can't get past that. I'm like, how the fuck do like, you break your own neck in excitement? Yeah, that's just crazy. I was like, how now, the hell does that happen? I mean, she was a high-energy dog. So, I'll say shit. You know, killed herself she got so hyper. <clears throat> and then, you know, uh, my uh, one of my friends, her... Uh, her stepdad, me and her dated years and years ago. And then, you know, after we stopped dating, we just became friends. And I hooked her up with a friend of mine. And they've been together since then. They've been married, 
God, over 10 years. Donald the they've Matchmaker. Got, they've got three kids. And uh, her stepdad died in August from complications because of COVID-19. COVID wasn't what killed him, uh, but he had multiple heart attacks. And that was what led to his passing. And, uh, yeah, it, it's been a hard fucking year, dude, just for, like, losing people because of one thing or another. And then this whole, well, you got to you gotta lock back down a little bit. You got to wear masks again. You don't have to wear masks again. You got to do this. You got to do that. No, never mind. It's like, make up your fucking minds. <laughs> and then we went from... I'm vaccinated, and I still wear mine. Well, like, we went from COVID-19 to, oh, there's a Delta variant now. You got to be scared again. Oh, never mind. Delta's not that bad. Oh, there's an Omicron variant. And the first thing I think is Percy I-8. When I hear Omicron, because I watch too much Futurama. Okay, I was wondering what that reference was. It's like, I am Lure of the planet Omicron, Percy I-8. It's like, that's the first thing I fucking think when I hear Omicron. So every time they fucking say that, I think of a big green lizard looking thing that's just like trying to infect us and make us sick. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then, you know, they're saying, well, it might be worse. It might be okay. And then they're saying it's going to be more mild cases and it's not going to be as bad, but you should still be worried. Like, can we all just like stop being fucking stressed out for 10 minutes and actually try to enjoy something? I was like, can we have something cool just once? And of course, like, throughout the, this, can we have Black Sabbath just make one more album? Oh, right. Or, or something. But, you know, one, one cool thing, and I don't want to put spoilers out there because I don't want to be Kim fucking Kardashian, but uh, Spider Man No Way Home was fucking epic, beyond epic. No spoilers. It was amazing. It was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And it was like, it's what we needed. It's like what I needed, especially like me and my wife, me, her, my little girl went to see it. It was like this whole year has fucking sucked off and on. I've heard good things about this movie. Oh, dude, it was awesome. So this is the one where Tobey Maguire comes back and... Spoilers, motherfucker. Well, everybody knows... You you told me not to spoil anything. Everybody knows that. (laughs) But but yes, now that you fucking said it... um, Andrew and Toby both came back in the movie. Doctor so Octopus is back. We we get Green Goblin, Doctor Octopus, the Lizard, Electro, Wait a minute. and William Sandman. William Defoe came back. Willem Defoe made a return. Holy shit! And he was just as fucking terrifying, if not more so, than he was the first time. Oh, that's awesome! It, it was glorious. I did not know that William Defoe came back. Yeah, Willem. De- everybody reprised their roles. Willem Defoe, Jamie Fox. Is Alfred it pronounced Molina. William or Willem? Willem. It's Willem. Yeah. W i l l e m. I've been saying it this. I've been saying it wrong this whole time i mean a lot of people have but yeah it's willem dafoe no sh- oh my god it is willem dafoe but yeah he reprised his role as the green goblin i've been pronouncing uh, it wrong my alfred, entire alfred life. molina is the one that did dr octopus and they de-aged him digitally um and they did the arms on the on the uh suit digitally too so my like, mind is blown puppets. i've been saying willem dafoe wrong <laughs> my whole life I just blew Billy's mind, ladies and gentlemen. Son of a bitch. See, we learn things on No Disclosure, kids. Look at that. I learned how dumb I am. But yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx reprised his role as Electro. Uh, Risa Fons did his character for the Lizard. Uh, I can't remember the dude's fucking name, but the guy that played uh, Sandman, he reprised his role. Really? He came back too? Yeah, uh, most of that was like voice role, though, because they were like not in their human forms for most of it, for the ones that were actually monstrous. Like, Jamie Foxx was still Jamie Foxx, obviously. 
But there's like there's banter back and forth between the villains, and it's funny as shit. Some of it. You know what I want to uh, see? The fucking you know the meme where the Spider Man is like, there's three Spider Man and they're pointing. Yeah. They worked a scene into the movie that looked almost exactly like it. <laughs> Great. I love it when they do shit like that. So they they made homage to the memes. They give an odd to the internet. A nod um, to the internet. You know what I you know what I there, can't there's wait to a, see? There's a scene where they they don't poke fun at Tobey Maguire, but his weird facial expression. The, the three Spider-Men <laughs> are talking about their web shooters and the fact that Toby doesn't that, that, that he shoots them from his wrists instead. <laughs> go web. It's go like web. A, go web go. You know what I'm excited to see? More than anything in the whole world. Okay? I mean, I almost want to say She-Hulk, because no. that looks like it's going to be well, good. Well, She-Hulk but... is fucking hot. But yeah, I always she... had a thing for She-Hulk. The green titties. Oh, anyway. <laughs> green titties. What I really want to see is Michael Keaton in that bat suit again. It's happening. I know. <laughs> it's going to look fucking badass, He's too. He's doing it. Like, Ezra Miller, the guy that's playing Flash... You can see him in the teaser about to pull the fucking sheet off of the Batmobile, and you can see the shape of it. It's the classic Keaton and it's Batmobile. Oh, like it's it's not the OG. That's Adam West, but it's the you know nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, Batmobile. it's the eighty nine Batmobile. Michael and, uh, Keaton said he really enjoyed it. There's a rumor going around that uh, Ben Affleck's Batman is going to die in this movie. Ooh, wow. Because they want to give his Batman a proper send-off since he's not going to be Batman in any further projects. I don't care what anybody says, man. It sounds like they're going to kill him. Michael Keaton, best Batman, period. I have to agree and disagree because it's like, it's a generational thing. I think for the 90s, the best Batman we had out of, like, bar none was Michael Keaton. He was the only Batman that was consistent for two films, and he was the only one that really made the role feel right. Okay, think about just the character. Batman, right? Right. What actor played him best? Not generationally, not... Like Batman, Batman? No nostalgia. When you think of Batman, what actor nailed it? Honestly, I say Michael Keaton. Because he was a little... I can't say Keaton 100% because when I think Batman, I think someone doing detective work and combat. And Keaton... He did a lot of detective work, but not as much combat. Um, I kind of felt like as as blasphemous as it's going to sound to a lot of people, Ben Affleck actually knocked it the fuck out of the park. He did detective work. He used his gadgets. He actually clung to the fucking walls and moved around like Batman. He had he had that Arkham Asylum and Arkham Knight combat style where... You could tell Bruce wasn't holding his fucking punches back anymore. He was killing people. I think that was my favorite and, depiction of Batman was the Arkham series games. And see, I think Affleck nailed the attitude of the Arkham series games, whereas he was wearing the look of, uh, you know, the, the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises from Frank, Frank Miller. Yeah. His bat suit and his armor and everything, that whole storyline for Batman versus Superman was based off of that. Oh, really? Yeah, like if you if you look at the bat symbol on Affleck's chest and then you go back and you look at Frank Miller's Batman, it's the same fucking bat suit. You never know, Robert uh, Pattinson. He might do a good job, man. Uh, he looks like he's going to do a fantastic job and it pisses me off. People, I know it pisses me off too because I want to hate him because of stupid ass I want to hate him because of Twilight and then stupid I, start, ass I start to think movies. about it though, Billy, and check this out. Stupid. In, the, in the early 2000s, all the ladies got him because of Edward Cullen. Now it's our fucking turn and now he's Batman. <laughs> right. He went, from, he went from a piss poor vampire to a badass Dark Knight. People are saying, "Oh, I shouldn't have made him Batman. This is stupid and all this." They were saying the same shit about Michael Keaton. And here's Michael a question Keaton for you: Nailed it. Here's a question for you: Colin Farrell as the Penguin. 
Um, Colin Farrell is a very fine actor. I like, think I think he's doing going to do a good job. The fact that the man is like what Scottish or some shit, yeah, or Irish or something. That I don't know, man. And that New York accent he puts off. In he that can trailer. really change his accent though. He look. He does not look like Colin Farrell. I'm still a little pissed because Danny DeVito can still do it. Well, Danny DeVito apparently said that he thinks Colin Farrell's going to do a really good job on it. Well, he's like, being he, gracious. He, he, was, and... he was asked about it, and he said, I think he's going to do a wonderful job with it. Did you hear that Jack Nicholson finally responded on the Heath Ledger thing? <laughs> yeah. He, he finally responded. Um, he was doing a, a lot very... Of, you know, I know a lot of people that don't like the Heath Ledger Joker. I'm one of the few people I love who it. I love him because he was a gritty, more realistic Joker. I thought he uh, wasn't campy. He wasn't gag oriented, except for like a couple of you know, ta-da! It's gone. I think that posthumously, even though that happened, I think he still would have gotten every award he got. I mean, he. he I, I did, think he would have. He was great, but Jack Nicholson was doing uh, recently one of his very rare kind of public appearances. Yeah, he doesn't do appearances very often. He was talking anymore. to the actor studio and. He said, a lot of people think that I'm heartless when they see that video and they they tell oh, yeah. me that Heath Ledger had died. He said, because I uh, told my security guard something and I said, I warned him. I fucking warned him and I just walked away. He's like, now listen. He's like, first of all, I don't like talking to paparazzi. Everybody knows that. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, second, let me clear the air here. So Jack said, what I told Heath Ledger weeks before he died was you got to be careful with that ambient shit. And Jack Nicholson said, I wish I would have told him this story. But just a few days before Heath Ledger died, Jack Nicholson said, I, I took some Ambien and almost drove off Mulholland. Like, I almost drove off a cliff. Right, so he knew that that medication was dangerous to begin with. And he said, that's what I meant. I and fucking that, warned him. He it said, wasn't that he warned him about the role of the Joker. He warned him about the medications that he was on. Yeah, and he cleared the air. He said, I warned him about and, Ambien. And, you know, the loss of Heath Ledger, man, that fucking hit me like a ton of bricks i loved him as an actor he was awesome I, I loved every fucking movie i'd ever seen him in the first thing i ever saw him in, i think it was one of his first major pictures was 10 things i hate about you <laughs> yeah i loved that fucking movie and then uh he was also in a knight's tale and that was one of my absolute favorite fucking movies and it also that's the movie i kid you not that introduced me to paul bettany really who's the guy that plays vision in the mcu now yeah because he was jeffrey chaucer in the movie <laughs> so you know i got to i got to like see some of my favorite actors in some of their earlier films and they were wonderful and then you know Heath becomes the joker i'm like fuck yes this is gonna be badass he does every role he's a method actor so he gets really into it and then you know he died afterwards i was like dude that fucking sucks the joker is such a versatile Character. I mean, you could do it a million different ways. Uh, Joaquin, oh, they, Joaquin Phoenix. Dude, they've kicked. done so many different versions of the Joker in the Joaquin comics. Joaquin Phoenix kicked its fucking ass. He yeah, made he that did. role his bitch. Yeah, he did. And they're making a sequel, too. Yeah, and he doesn't do sequels. That's the amazing thing. Yeah, and Joaquin was like, this is one of the few times that I really want to do a sequel because I think we could still do the character justice. It's Joaquin like, Phoenix made sweet. that role his bitch. I mean, sure the fuck did. I, I hate to say it, man, because I'm such a big fan. Um... And I'm not diluting what he did, but right. Joaquin Phoenix, I think he did better than Jack, man. I think I think Jack, what like you got to look at the Joker in movies and TV especially. You have to look at the Joker as which one are they portraying? Exactly. Um, the guy from the Adam West series, Cesar Romero, you know, Cesar Romero, who had the best laugh. I he think. had the best like Joker ever. 
just because this motherfucker refused to shave his mustache and just paint it over the son of a bitch. Yeah, how cool is that? He's like, fuck you, I ain't shaving off my mustache. He's like, fuck you, I'm not shaving shit. (laughs) He explained it. He said, you know, the Joker was dropped into chemical waste here. He's like, so his mustache would be dyed too. I'm like, okay, Caesar, whatever you got to say. It's like, whatever, I'm down with it. I'm down with the the Joker having some facial hair. Good thinking on your toes there, Mr. Romero. You know, I'm with it. You know, he he did a great job of playing the Joker, but his Joker was the campy, I'm going to use, like, rattling teeth. And it was the 1950s. It, it was the 1950s Joker. comic book Joker. The golden it, era, yeah. It was the golden age Joker, and he did great. Jack really was did. kind of a mix. Jack was a mixture of the mob boss Joker and that Joker. He was closer to, I think, the original. He was close to the you original remember, one that Batman killed. Because you got to remember that Bob Kane... Bob Kane personally hired Jack. He, he wanted Jack Nicholson for that role because Bob Kane, the you got to take this into account too. The creator of the fucking character. Yeah, when the creator of the character looks at a person and goes, "No, that's my says, Joker." Says this is Joker. Then that goes a long way. But me personally, uh, man, Joaquin Phoenix, I was just like, this is an <laughs> epic fucking performance. Oh yeah, and the fact that they kept it in realism. And they didn't water it down. Like, they they really brought mental illness to the forefront. I didn't think DC would go that far. I hoped they would. They did, And, and the, the dude, the soundtrack. The, yeah. The fucking, the campy-ass clown music and shit. And the, I, I know people think it's weird. And the way the that... The scene where he's dancing in his living room in his underwear. Man, that was... I didn't think DC would go that far. The fact Especially that he was doing scene, that while dyeing his hair, I'm like, that is actually realistic. Especially the scene where the, the, the guy who, who planted the gun and the little person come to his <laughs> apartment and the way he brutally, When the fucking door was still locked and he's like, oh... Yeah, hang on. But he just, just unlocks the fucking door. But that scene was really hard to watch, and yeah, it, was it was really uncomfortable. And that I think that's a good thing, because that's what it was supposed to the be. The whole time I'm thinking, holy shit. And then shit. the fact that he was hallucinating the whole time he thought he was in a relationship with that woman. Like, DC went, I did not see that coming. I didn't either. I didn't see the relationship being fake. I'm usually good all. with that shit. I'm usually, I can point that, it that out That fucking blindsided me when he's sitting in her living room. And she comes in like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And it's like... The second she said that, I was like, motherfucker. Y'all have been dating this whole time. And then he's like, my daughter's in the other room. Please, just just please go. They got me, dude. Oh my fucking God. It was a hallucination the whole time. I usually catch that kind of shit. Yeah, like, it... it, Dude, they fucking J.J. Abrams dust. It's like, what the twist? It's like, you motherfuckers. (laughs) They pulled an M. Night Shyamalan. They they did. It's like fucking J.J. Abrams and M. Night Shyamalan were like, hey, we need to talk to the director. And tell him to swerve the fuck out of the audience. And this is how to do it. Because it felt like one of those two just fucking swerved us. I'm like, did they fucking work on this film? This is horse shit. But it was such a great film. And like everybody trashed on it and said it wouldn't amount to anything. And then look at all the fucking awards it got nominated for. Oh, yeah. And it deserved everyone. And it did. It did. It, it was a dark movie. And the end of it is like, yeah, and, get and, what you fucking deserve. And then he kills the dude. And on in TV. the end, Joker was an homage, almost scene for scene, of Taxi Driver. Yeah. There were really even was. characters that were modeled after the original characters in Taxi Driver. Robert De Niro himself said this movie, he considers this movie like a spiritual successor to Taxi Driver. And it is. I do this. Watch Taxi Driver sometime and immediately watch and then Joker. watch Joker. It's the same fucking movie. I'm going to have to do that. Uh, you know the black guy? 
that uh, is in the clown shop, you know? Yeah. And he uh, looks at Joaquin and he does that A killer, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That was the, it's the same character that's in Taxi Driver. He's wearing the same clothes, same wardrobe. He <laughs> calls Robert De Niro killer. Wow. There are so many nods to Taxi Driver. So I wonder if they did that on purpose because De Niro was going to be in the movie and they thought that it would work because of when the movie is set. That's how they got De Niro, actually. They said, we want to make something that has that vibe of Taxi Driver, but we want to do it with the Joker. And Robert De Niro was like... He's like, sign me up. His attitude was, I don't care when it's going to happen, count me in. Fuck yeah. See, I love that. And the fact that, you know, so many of these movies that have come out over the years, like especially the last several years, have been delving into dark material. And we've not been expecting the studios at large (laughs) to delve into this sort of stuff. But they've been getting brave and they've been delving into these things. And it's like... I think it's actually getting attention put onto things that it should be. I think it's because they know that if they try to fluff it up, it's really not going to work anymore, especially the way today is. We No, no, we're we're way too honestly focused on if you're going to portray mental illness in a film, you better portray it right or people are going to fucking drown your ass over it. I think it's because nowadays it's that dark stuff that helps us cope and things are really really fucked up. Yeah, right if now. if it's something we can actually physically relate to, it's going to sell better. And see, that's why I think No Way Home sold as well as it. Like, it has surpassed, like, everything. Like, it's in the billions now. It's over a billion sold now. Really? Like, uh, in, in uh, pro- box office proceeds. What's the highest uh, grossing film ever? Uh, I know Titanic and Avatar were both on that list at one point. I thought um, the Avengers Endgame beat it out. Avengers Endgame, I think, beat it at some point. Um, list of highest grossing films. Let's but I see. know that uh, No Way Home has already reached over a billion. Avatar is still number one, actually. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then, uh, which is crazy because it came out 10 years, almost to the day. Almost 10 years ago. Uh, before Avengers Endgame, then we have Titanic, The Force Awakens, Infinity War, Jurassic yeah. World, The uh, Lion King, the remake, uh, yeah, The that Avengers, was a good one too. Furious 7, really? Frozen 2. Avengers Age of Ultron, Black Panther, and it just keeps going and going and going and going. And most and going. of them are all Disney properties. Oh, Spider Man No Way Home is number 21 on the list. And it's still in theaters right now. I wonder what's the oldest film on the list? Um, oh, I'm sure it's. Titanic like, is 1997. Uh, Titanic, ni- 1997. Yeah, Titanic's probably the, the oldest on that list, yeah. And then The Phantom. No, we have an older one. Uh, Jurassic Park is number 41 on the list. Oh, hell yeah. Jurassic. Myassic Park. Man. What a great movie. What a great fucking franchise. And they the details in Jurassic World that they kept from Jurassic Park, when uh, when you see the T-Rex and you actually take a close look at her, she's got the scars from the fight with the raptors. What, like, y- what year were you born? Me? 86. Okay. I'm going to give you a million dollars if you could tell me the highest grossing film in 1986. 86? Yep. Fucking shit. You want a hint? I mean, Terminator 2 Judgment Day came out in 86. Nope, came out in 91. Did that come out in 91? Yep. Oh, no, that's right. Terminator came out in 90, uh, 86. Yeah, I um, believe so. One of the Alien movies came out in 86, didn't it? Was it Aliens? Nope, but I will give you a hint, okay? Your hint is that Kenny Loggins was on the soundtrack. Shit, that won't tell me anything. That narrows it down. <laughs> See, that narrows it down, but that don't tell me anything. Tom Cruise was in the film. Oh, dear God. That narrows it down to about a million. About half a million. Uh, when did Top Gun come out? 
You just said it, yeah. Oh, was it? Was it Top Gun? Yeah, it was Top Gun, yeah. Jesus Christ. That was born in Oh 80. my God, Top Gun came out in 86? <laughs> I, was, I was born in 83, so the highest grossing fuck, film of old. that year is Return of the Jedi. Man, I feel fucking old. <laughs> We're getting old. Top Gun came out the year I was born. Holy yeah. fuck. Man, Tom Cruise is old. See, I, I, when I said that song, I thought you were going to say Days of Thunder, because that was on the soundtrack too. And uh, it had Tom Cruise on it. Uh, Danger Zone is what I think when I think top, when I think Top Gun. That's a fucking awesome song, dude. You know what's fucking funny? You know the one place <laughs> you never expect to hear that song that I heard it all the time at when I was a kid. Where the doctor's office? Fucking Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> they played Danger Zone at Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, all the fucking. There was a video that they would play with Chucky, and he would be he'd be riding around in a plane as riding <laughs> to the. Zone. That's like, fucking the, awesome. Like, why is there a mouse? I want to hear Danger Zone everywhere. At the dentist, at the fucking doctor, in an in elevators, at the old folks' home. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's you know, that's just like one of my favorite songs. I want to hear everywhere. It annoys the fuck out of my wife because Rick Astley doesn't bother me, and I like Rick rolling me is impossible because I like the song. Ain't so, no stranger to love. I want to hear it everywhere just to piss my wife you, off. You know what we should do. Now, I'm not going to say it because, uh, well, I'm already alluding to it, but I've never done this on the show, okay? I've never done this, and I think it's the first time. There's a first time for everything, kids, and we're going to do something pretty uh, momentous on this show, something I've never, never done before, but I think it's important, Donald, because we're at an hour right now. So Jesus we, H. Christ. Yeah, so we need to... Hey, uh, hey boys and girls, it's the hour-long off-topic special. Yeah, we need, to, we need to hang it up. But first... You just got Rickroll on, no disclosure. Boom. That's right. My work here is done. Outro! So, everybody, thank you for listening, and we, uh, we greatly appreciate all of you. Uh, once again... I want to say thank you to everybody for making this happen because I've been doing this for, what, a little over a year now? Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Uh, so we, we've been doing off-topic, just me and Billy, for quite a while now. We're never going to give you up. And we're never going to let you down. We're never so, going to run around and hurt you, I promise. Oh, yeah, we promise. So, uh, you know, we want you to go onto Asylum817.com, Asylum817.com. All of our social media links are there for our Facebook, the TikTok, whatever, everything. It's all there. Just click on the links and uh, give us, a, you know, check us out. Uh, the link to the Patreon is there, so we want to make sure that you uh, take a look at the Patreon. You can go one of any three tiers, I believe. What is it like one, three, and five? Actually, uh, we have a new tier list. I'm glad you mentioned that. Let's say I, I've I, I look at it, but I don't ever uh. check the tier list because I'm like the five dollar tier list. So, yeah, I rearranged some things and added some tiers <laughs> because. Uh, Oh God! <laughs> Stop dying, Billy. Uh, I don't. The year's not over yet. I know. I don't think it was. Um, how the fuck do I get to it? Benefits. Um, I, I don't think the tiers were arranged properly. So um, I, this does need to be said. So everybody, uh, your tiers, whatever you had, if if stuff changed, if I rearranged it, if you signed up for the Patreon. You know, before I m changed all these tiers, your shit's not going to change. You signed up for when the tier list was a certain way, and I don't care how much I rearrange it, your benefits were your benefits, you know, when they signed up. How the fuck do I look at my live page? There we go. That is Shit. a great question. 
God damn it, Patreon. See, this is why I'm glad you handle all of this and I just do the talking. Fucking hell. Okay. So, yeah, this does need to be said because we did change a few things. We have a $1 tier, which is just, you know, supporting the show. Thank you. No extra stuff. Just throwing your hat in the ring. Uh, $3 tier is um, you'll have access to the podcast content exclusive stuff that can only be heard on Patreon. Outtakes, clipped segments, audio tests, random ideas. And the after show called After Hours. It is a just for the Patreon podcast. And uh, actually, um, yes. What, what is this? All bonus episodes will be moved here as well. Access to exclusive podcast content that can only be heard here. Okay. Um, I'll just, yeah. So $5 tier is <laughs> um, listed at the end of every episode of Strange Places or No Disclosure or both by name or whatever name you want me to say. Everything in previous tier. $10 tier. One-time audio ad for your business, charity, or event. Send me a script and we could actually potentially roll it on the podcast itself. There's a $20 tier. Um, I will list whatever small business, YouTube channel, artistic, or personal brand as an official sponsor of the YouTube channel as well as the podcast. I'll mention you at the beginning of everything I produce as opposed to the end as an official sponsor. Um, you'll be listed as an executive producer on all YouTube content, and I'll send you a free no disclosure t-shirt or v-neck or a pop socket, whichever way you want to go. That's $20 tier. Plus, you know, everything before $30 tier, the big one, um, I don't expect anybody to go that crazy, so I put something crazy in there. <laughs> um, see, he says that, and here soon he's going to see my fucking name under there somewhere. Right. So, he's like, God damn it! There is a $30 tier now, and uh, since I'm a painter, my... Uh, see, I, I work with somebody who actually is a painter by trade here in Paducah. She prices all my art. My paintings are worth thousands of dollars at this point. And I'm giving away free art at that tier. Like, free actual fucking paintings and shit. Yeah, which I won one of them on one of our little giveaways. And it was kind of funny, because we really tried hard to make it not me to be the one who won it, but I still fucking won it. So, sorry, I didn't mean to... it is on my wall. I didn't mean to interrupt your outro there, but I... Oh, uh, no, no, this is something that needed to be said, because it's news. Yeah, It's new. We changed the tiers, so... So, uh, there's more tiers, but you can still sign up for the Patreon from a dollar all the way up to the $30. It's up to you. We're not going to, you know... Uh, you know, break your arm over it or anything, you know, just pay what you can if you want to. You don't have to. Um, I'm a $5 member personally at this current moment. <laughs> that may change now that I know there's uh, other tiers. Um, but uh, yeah, just check us out. Uh, give us a holler. Uh, you can send us messages uh, via the Facebook page or they can also send them on the uh, website, correct? Yes, asylum817.com. Yeah, so go to asylum817.com, check us out. Dot com. And uh, speaking of the patrons, we do want to give a shout out to the patrons because, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't have a podcast sometimes. Donald would like to shout out himself. I'm shouting out myself, goddammit, because I'm a <laughs> member. I'm also a podcaster. But uh, also, uh, David, thank you so much, you truck driving bastard. He's now back over the road. So uh, he's going to be able to catch up on a lot of no disclosure. All right. Because he's uh, an OTR driver again. Uh, she done fucked up. Conkle Homestead YouTube channel. Yep, uh, Aaron and Amanda, thank you so much. And uh, who, who I know we our uh, our list goes up and down. So uh, that is the patron list right now. If she does it again, she's gonna get a shout out before this episode's over. <laughs> my, my wife just tried to call me. <laughs> See, it happens every time. I, I keep telling her, don't do it, or I'm gonna put your ass on a microphone. Well, we'll let you go, babies. So uh, we love you. 
Stay fancy and uh, have a happy new year. Yes. Where's that axe and get some, get some, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Get some cheap ass. I almost said it. I almost said Wear it. Wear the axe and get some ass. Yeah, there you go. Wear the axe and get some ass. Where's my axe? In my ass. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Off topic. No Disclosure is overjoyed to say that we are sponsored by DistroKid. If you are an independent musician who wants to get their music out there on every streaming platform imaginable, this is the place to go. I'm picky with sponsors. I would only allow one to be a part of this only if I myself use the product and I've released all of my solo albums as well as singles through DistroKid. Only 20 bucks a year, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. That is madness. I can tell you from personal experience and being a musician for a very long time, record labels do not work that way. As a matter of fact, DistroKid has made history by doing so, marking the first time ever that an artist high on the charts made 100% of their earnings. They're not alone in this. Major record labels are now looking to DistroKid for new talent. My albums are worldwide. Yours should be too. By going to the link in the description of this episode, you get 7% off the first year of an already insane, measly 20 bucks a year to upload unlimited music that you have created and want to share with the world. By going to the link I am providing in this episode's description, you support No Disclosure, you save some money off the first year that I mentioned it's only 20 bucks a freaking year, and you get your music heard, which in the end is the most important thing. 